Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Lainey Mays. And I'm Grace Catanolo. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. We bring librarians and great books together. Welcome and enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, everyone. This is Lainey Mays from the Library Love Fest team. Thanks for joining us. So excited that you're here for another round of our Library Read celebrations. So this is our podcast where we tell you which of our books made the Library Reads list on, you know, knock on wood. We're so excited to get that email. But once we know, we tell our authors and they are asked to record a little acceptance speech or um, a thank you, or even just tell you more about the book or, you know, every, whatever they want to say. And a lot of the times they do it in the moment when they have that reaction, or they tell us what their reaction is when they hear, because the library reads list is so important for um, libraries out there. This is a list of the top 10 books of a month published, voted on by librarians. So of all the books, 10 are chosen and all the librarians across the country, actually library staff, you don't have to be a librarian, anyone who works in a library, they all vote. And this list comes out every month. They also have a Hall of Fame. And that's after you've made it three times. You go in the Hall of Fame to keep the main 10 really refreshed. But um, once you get in the Hall of Fame, you're there forever. So even if you make it again, you still make the Hall of Fame that that time. So you get that representation as well. And we're going to tell you about some of our books that are in the Hall of Fame in a minute. But that's a little bit about Library Reads. And that tells you how important it is because libraries put these lists out on counters. They promote them. And it's a really special thing to have them vetted by librarians and library staff workers all around the country to tell them what's what's the best read. It's so exciting. And authors know that it's so exciting because um, these reactions are just really, really, really fun. So without further ado, let me tell you that Gareth Brown's The Book of Doors made the top 10 list this month for February. Yay! And we are stoked because we have four books made the Hall of Fame. So these authors have made it multiple times, and now they're in the Hall of Fame. We have Olivia Dade, At First Spite. This is Olivia's fourth book to make the list, second time in the Hall of Fame. Then we have Susan Elizabeth Phillips' Simply the Best. It's a Chicago Stars novel, and this is Susan Elizabeth Phillips' second time in the Hall of Fame as well. Four books are have made the list in the past. Then we have Kate Quinn and Jamie Chang for The Phoenix Crown. Kate Quinn has made the list four times before for The Alice Network and The Huntress, The Rose Coat, The Diamond Eye. And um, so this puts this book in the Hall of Fame as well. This is a cool co-authored book. You're going to hear more from them in a minute. And then last but not least, we have Tessa Bailey for Fangirl Down. This is, let me count it up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight her ninth book on the list. So, um, I mean, do the math. I'm not very good at math, so I'll let you do it. How many times she's been on the Hall of Fame? It's everyone loves her. Fan favorite. Fangirl Down is a fan favorite. 
There you go. Um, so we're just so excited. Round of applause to all our authors, our one on the list, our four in the Hall of Fame. Such a big deal, and we're, we're really excited. So we have gone out to all of our authors and asked for a little acceptance speech, and I have audios to share. So let's start with Gareth Brown. Hello, everybody. It's Gareth Brown here, author of The Book of Doors. And I've just learned that The Book of Doors is a Library Reads pick, top 10 pick for February, which is amazing news. As you can probably tell by my accent, I'm not from the US. Uh, I live and work in Scotland. But completely coincidentally, we were actually on vacation in New York City um, when I learned about uh, the Library Reads pick. We were actually on the street outside the New York Public Library when I checked my email, which feels like a, a meaningful coincidence. Um, but it's fabulous news, and I'm sure authors say this all the time, but libraries have been a real big part of my life growing up, and I wouldn't be where I am now if not for all those trips to libraries when I was younger and exploring all the different books, um, borrowing and reading. It was a fabulous time. And indeed, books and libraries are, are woven all through the, the Book of Doors itself. It's a, a novel all about the power of books and the impact they can have on people. And it does feature a, a very special hidden library, um, which I suppose is sort of wish fulfillment for me. There's a, a very magical library in a, a mansion in the Scottish Highlands full of rooms of books and comfortable chairs and cups of tea and wonderful views out of windows. It's the sort of library I would love to own and, and live in, a bit of wish fulfillment. So so libraries are, are everything to me, places of, of comfort and, um, and entertainment and escape. So uh, it's brilliant that uh, library reads have picked the Book of Doors for, for February. So I'm really excited, over the moon. Um, I'm so grateful to everybody who's read it and hopefully more people will read it in the coming months. Uh, you've made me very happy at the tail end of uh, a fabulous trip. Thanks so much. Oh, that's amazing. I love the kismet that was opening that email in front of NYPL because it's just, you know, it it knew. something. Someone knew. Um, congratulations. Next, we're going to hear from Olivia Dade. Hi, I'm Olivia Dade. I'm beyond excited that my book At First Spite is a Library Reads pick for February, and I remain incredibly proud to be in the Library Reads Hall of Fame. As I've often said before, libraries and librarians are very special to me. They've been a primary source of my lifeblood books for over four decades now, and of course I spent five amazing years as a public librarian myself. I also believe very sincerely that I wouldn't have much of a career if it weren't for two things. Number one, Twitter or the social media site formerly known as Twitter, uh, as it was up until about this past year. And also number two, librarians who supported me and my writing from the beginning. So thank you to all of you who nominated At First Spite as a February pick and who work for the good of your communities day in and day out in a time of increasing challenges, both literal and figurative. At First Spite is a book particularly close to my heart because while it's full of laughs and sweetness and heat, it also depicts depression on the page. That depiction was drawn from research, but also from my own experience with depression. So this book feels personal in a way that not all my stories do. 
Also, I think it might be the best writing I've done in my career. I'm very proud of what I created. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping my book find its audience. And thank you for everything you do daily in the stacks and in circ and reference desks and in back offices. I hope all is well in your corner of the world and I'm wishing you a joyous, peaceful 2024. Oh, so wonderful that librarians have just, I mean, Olivia was a librarian and that's just so great to have support of, of fellow librarians out there and some really, really kind, thoughtful words. Thank you, Olivia. All right, next we're going to hear from Susan Elizabeth Phillips for her selection of Simply the Best in the Hall of Fame. Hi, everyone. It's Susan Elizabeth Phillips. I am happy and honored to tell you that my new book, Simply the Best, is a library read selection for February, and that's a big deal. Another big deal is that I am part of the Library Reads Author Hall of Fame. You know what? Nobody deserves that more than me. You know why? Because nobody loves librarians as much as I do. I love that stereotype of the crotchety librarian with the hair up and the bun and all that. Let me tell you, as someone who has been to a number of librarian conventions, those people can drink you under the table. And if you go to one of those conventions, you will see more tattoos, blue and pink hair than you can imagine. Librarians are fierce. I love this quote from author Jonathan Edward Durham. He says, do not mess with librarians. The inner strength required to meticulously care for history's greatest works of literature and then just let total strangers borrow them willy-nilly is Jedi-level stuff. Librarians of the world, power on. Oh, thank you, Susan. Oh, we love Susan, and um, I'm so happy we got to have an audio from Susan. Thank you. All right. Next is Kate Quinn and Janie Chang, co-authors. We had these authors on our uh, Writers to Watch program a while back for, you know, to talk about being co-writers. It was really fascinating. I encourage you to go check that out. Um, but we're, let's hear from the authors right now. Hey, to librarians everywhere who are listening, uh, this is Kate Quinn. I am calling in from the Pacific Northwest on a very rainy uh, slash hailing kind of day. And I'm so thrilled to be able to actually talk to everybody. And I am Janie Chang, and I'm calling in from the beautiful sunshine coast of British Columbia, Canada. And Kate and I are just really lucky that we're both in the same time zone. <laughs> And we are both so, so thrilled to hear, uh, as we did just yesterday, that our book, The Phoenix Crown, which is releasing on February 13th, has been highlighted for librarian readerships everywhere. We could not be more pleased. Because, you know, we're book nerds and librarians are our superheroes. Um, I think maybe, why, why don't we start, kick off the five minutes, Kate, by talking a little bit about the story of the Phoenix Crown. Go. 
Well, I think this is really a very simple book when it comes down to it. Uh, simple but complex, as it were. It is the story at its base of two very different women. One, a Chinatown seamstress trying desperately to escape an arranged marriage. And one, a New York City opera singer whose career just as desperately is in need of a reboot. And these two women who could not have less in common are thrown together by the chaos and the bloodshed and the flame of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. And their lives are going to be forever changed by what happens during that crisis. I thought uh, it would be a really interesting thing to co-author with Kate because she called up and said, we've been doing World War I, World War II stories. Maybe we need to do something lighter. How about an earthquake followed by a devastating fire? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we thought that one through too well, but I am really <laughs> not sorry that we didn't because, you know, really co-authoring has ended up being the most amazing thing. We've had such a great time doing it. Um, this book was such fun to write. People always ask us, you know, what is it like to co-author? And, you know, really the thing I think that it comes down to is we have this deep uh, respect for each other's work. I've known and loved all of Janie's books long before I had the idea that, hey, we could co write one together. And we had deep respect and love for the history. And having a co-author means you have someone to geek out with. And that's really good, isn't it? Because our poor husbands, you know, they're trying their hardest, you know, focus on the hockey game or, you know, on a game of Skyrim. And, you know, here we are nerding out about, you know, how the San Francisco earth earthquake was nearly an eight on the Richter scale. And wasn't that amazing? <laughs> and also, I mean, going on the research trip together, because um, you're going to get a bit of history because we are history nerds. But we uncovered things, incidents about the earthquake and people uh, who were part of that earthquake that were far, far more interesting than we first thought. And in fact, there were people um, in the story that threatened to take over the plot. The real characters were so interesting. And we could not have been happier with the way that the story unfolded. Um, there is... There's so much um, glamour and glitz of San Francisco. There's, you know, the scenes in Versailles and the palaces uh, in France. There's a devastation of the earthquake. There's all the courage of the people who were trying to save things, save each other. There's romance, Kate. There's music. <laughs> Yes, I was very thrilled to write an opera singer heroine because I actually trained as an opera singer before I decided to give this writing thing a whirl. And so my student loans came out of the corner saying, yes, we have been waiting for this moment. We finally have ha have our hour in the sun. And so I did get to write my opera singer heroine, even as Janie was writing uh, her embroiderous heroine. And it really does come down to the fact that this book is about female friendship. It's about how women are lifting each other up, how they are coming to each other's aid at a time of the most dire need. And it was a lot of fun to do as two women authors who have such a great respect for each other's work, who have made, you know, a real practice of trying to lift up not only each other, but our wonderful other colleagues, our, the other women we know in this business, and we know so many. And so it was a female friendship story, both behind the scenes and on the page for this book. 
And I think it was, that was the third thing besides having, you know, someone to geek out with in the history and the having someone whose work we really love to work with. The third thing we knew we needed for this book was that we wanted to make sure we came out with a book that we were proud of, but that it was also a book that did not uh, destroy a friendship in the process. We wanted to have a good book at the end of it and we wanted to still be friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And we always get the question, how do you collaborate on a novel together? And as Kate said, we wanted to be sure that we stayed friends. So we actually discussed the process of putting the book together very carefully first. Uh, so in one word, our favorite thing was spreadsheets. spreadsheets. <laughs> we plotted out every chapter row by row on a spreadsheet. We put together our tour, our, our research trip itinerary on a spreadsheet. We laid out our milestones and deliverable dates on a spreadsheet. And I think that really helped because we both respond really well to things being put on spreadsheets. We practically had it to the point that when we both had the mid book breakdown, which is, you know, practically mandated, you know, by anybody in the drafting process, that was on the spreadsheet. It's like, okay, we can stop and like, we officially have a couple of weeks here where we can stop and, you know, have a little quick breakdown about the whole process and, you know, cry and hit things on the, hit the walls and so forth. And you do, you do that and you get it out of the system, but it's on the spreadsheet and that it's done. We even coordinated that. It was tremendous. <laughs> So we really hope that you enjoy reading The Phoenix Crown as much as we enjoyed writing it together because we loved the story. We loved the way it ended up. We really do. And we are so looking forward not only to readers everywhere picking up, picking this up, but specifically librarians who helped us so much during the research of this book, who helped us find, you know, with vintage photographs, who helped us find vintage maps, who gave us all kinds of information on our research trip to San Francisco. We could not have done this without you. So the whole idea that this book uh, is going to make it into the Library Reads Hall of Fame and be highlighted for librarians everywhere. Again, we're so thrilled. We're so honored. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Oh, that's so nice. I can't imagine having to put two narratives together. That takes a lot of skill. Uh, thank you for sending that audio in, Kate and Jamie. Okay, last we have an audio from Tessa Bailey. Hi, everybody. It's me, Tessa Bailey. I'm stopping by to say thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for making Fangirl Down a Library Reads Hall of Fame pick. It means so much to me that this book is going to be put on shelves all over the place and read and fall in love with. And um, that is because of uh, librarians and booksellers and um, people like you who are listening to this podcast uh, who just have a genuine love of books and stories and it's why I get to, to have this fabulous job. So just thank you so much for taking the time to make Fangirl Town um, a Hall of Fame pick. And uh, Wells and Josephine say thank you. And um, happy reading. Happy 2024. And here's to a good year of reading. As you can see by the eight previous selections, <laughs> Library Reads, um, voters all love Tessa Bailey. So thank you so much for sending that personalized note. Well, that's it. I hope to see you next time. Everyone, 
send a little thought up. Hopefully next time we'll be back with, I don't know, maybe we can beat our record. Maybe we'll have five Hall of Famers and all the rest of the list. I don't know, but we're excited and we hope to see you next time. Until then, you can vote if you work in a library. You can vote for libraries for the March list. Go to librarylovefest.com. You'll find suggestions. And also, uh, you can go to libraryreads.org to find the rest of the list this month. Uh, what else am I forgetting? You also can go check out any author events and find out about books you might want to read and also get whitelisted. Find all of that information on our website, librarylovefest.com. All right, toodles. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest, on Instagram and TikTok at Harper Library. And you can always give us a call and leave us a message you might end up on the show. That number is 212-207-7773. Be sure to rate and review us and share the show with a friend. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.